Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as convincing as a Schalke bottle drop, fantasy advice as euphoric as an Alfred Finbogason tap-in and pundits whose rivalry has been about as close as a foot race between Philip Kostic and Mitchell Weiser over the years. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Episode 8 and joining me as ever, it's Fantasy Fußball got himself Flo. Flo, how did unlimited transfers pan out for you last weekend quite all right actually so um it wasn't the best um, of my weekends uh, from a points tally but seeing that everyone else struggled so uh, i think <laughs> it was quite quite all right i went for coutinho over sancho and i mean that was a big decision that uh, really did pay off and I mean Tirada I was I, I, it was not quite the hat-trick I imagined uh, for him <laughs> but it, it it was actually possible in that in that game I was so. gonna say it, it was a weekend of missed chances I feel like for a lot of strikers in the Bundesliga actually and Tirada was guilty but yes at least he did return and I was gonna say my big question was whether you did go for Coutinho in the end so I'm glad to hear that you did yeah no I had a bit of a I had an interesting one as well in terms of yes one of my worst scores I dropped places in the overall rankings my back line was absolutely shocking and actually got saved by Noah Katterbach of all people so yeah I had that to be thankful for in the end but it was a it was a tough weekend it has to be said but in fairness my match day one result wasn't that great either and it pans out quite well over the course of the next couple of games so I'm hoping things will turn around but shall we crack on with some listener questions Flo because we will start with one from Korosh for you he asks after Augsburg's display against Bayern how much are we interested in Brekelo and Weghorst right now? Very much and I mean it's easy to just look at the scoreline it's a two-all draw and then thinking that Bayern did struggle against Augsburg but I mean it was actually a game that should have been a clear win a very clear win for Bayern Bayern had a lot of shots at goal uh, which gives points I mean Coutinho had 17 points in that match and, and Nabri was with 26 points the best scorer of the weekend so I'm not afraid of Augsburg and don't judge too much into them having a very late equalizer that was a very lucky draw for Augsburg. I, I wholeheartedly uh, welcome them um, nicking points from Bayern. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like all of a sudden that's a tough matchup for Wolfsburg. No, I couldn't agree more. Uh, his next part of the question is, he asks, are Schalke back to their old form and should we forget about Arit against BFLB? Well, <laughs> that's a similar story because actually Schalke didn't have a bad game in a football sense at Hoffenheim that just like Hoffenheim just finds ways to win or to not lose this season and it's really tough to explain that Schalke was a better team in that match of course Harit was a disappointment in a fantasy sense but I still think Schalke's uh, arrow is pointing up that's why I didn't have any Schalke players in my squad because Revere Derby this week and I don't love any Schalke or Dortmund player for this week, so not Arid even, but if I had 
uh, bought him for the first match day uh, after the unlimited transfers. I don't know if I would let go of him because, I mean, Schalke can do very well in that match. That's definitely possible. I just, I don't like to invest in games where I don't have a clear feeling of how the game might shape out. And the Derby is definitely one of these games where I can't really get a grip on the match. Yeah, I think, I mean, we actually talked about it last week, saying that the Schalke-Hoffenheim game was a tricky one to call, and it proved to be that way as well. And I think with Ari, I mean, I've, I am someone that has him in my side. And I think at, what, his price is 8.7 million. I think at that price, you have to accept that he's going to have games where he just doesn't have the same amount of impact in the final third for Schalke. And I think that was just one of those games. And there's a chance it will be the same way against Dortmund. I personally have bigger priorities elsewhere because of some of the bad decisions I made with unlimited transfers and some of the unfortunate turns of events. Talking to you, Marcel Hausenberg. But I think I'm going to ride it out with Arit. But I think at his price tag, you have to accept he's going to have poor games every now and again. Moving on with Korosh's question, he says, after two points return from Brzezinski, how much can we expect from him against Köln? Another disappointing one for, yeah. for Korosh. I think we can expect a lot. And this is also like all three games Korosh mentioned here were free games in a way because Mainz, they were down to 10 men before half time and they were at a goalless draw for most of the time and like clinging with their fingernails to get a point out of this game at Dusseldorf. That's a bad game environment for Brzezinski to pick up fantasy points. Now it's a different story on Friday evening. They're hosting Cologne. They have basically have to win this game. So I think it's it will be a much more open game than the Düsseldorf Mainz one after the yellow red card for Fernandes. I think that changed the outlook of this match quite dramatically. And that's why I'm not panicking over two points from Brzezinski. I would feel slightly uncomfortable if that was a Saturday match and we didn't know 100% that Brzezinski is going to play. But since this is a Friday evening game, I'm, I'm actually quite happy that I have Brzezinski in my squad. Yep, I'm in exactly the same camp. Final part of his question, he asks, is Thomas Muller now a rotation option on the wings for Bayern? Yeah, it looks like it. But like my sense, my grip of the situation is that Müller played in the Champions League at Pireos and he will play in the Cup at, at Bochum next week and will be benched on the weekend as long as Nabri is a full goal. So that's definitely a situation to monitor because he had some issues. Uh, I think he got substituted at Pireos. We, we don't know exactly if he's a full goal and I think if... Like, there's a bit of risk involved with Nabri. I think he will be uh, on the bench on Saturday because what's the point in, in rolling him out against Union Berlin if it's not necessary? Yeah, no, I think that's probably a good way of looking at it, that they won't take any risks. Okay, moving on. But, oh. but e either way, Müller, is, for me, is no real 
option in in the fantasy game yeah. he just makes things worse for other people <laughs> yeah that's basically the way it is yeah no i i actually agree like he's just i, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole personally absolutely not okay let's move on to the next question then uh, it's from at bernie hoof he says please could you give your views on these players who meet each other this weekend who to keep who to dump he asks first about brzezinski and hector I would keep both. I mean, of course, we always think two players in the same position on the Friday evening game, that's bad because you have to make a decision on your star man. But, I mean, to be honest, if like you've got more than one player playing at the same time all the time on Saturday uh, afternoon, so I would treat it as this. I'd probably go with Brozinski slightly over Hector just because of his set-piece possibilities and maybe the more likelihood to be involved in the goal, although Hector looks uh, really good in midfield uh, at the moment. Um, but I actually would keep both, I think, both are uh, good players. Yeah, I think set pieces definitely swings it in Brzezinski's favor for me if you had to pick one. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I agree with her. I don't think you'd be making a bad decision by keeping both. Especially uh, like Cologne is playing at Dusseldorf next week. So that's a fairly decent stretch of games for Cologne. Yeah, and another standalone fixture, if I'm not mistaken, as well. No, it is, it is, a, yeah, it is a standalone yeah, fixture. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, right, the next set of players is Amiri, Folland, Rashica. I would go for Leverkusen here. Still think Rashica has value and he definitely can perform, but I would feel safer with Amiri and Folland. Although I'm expecting personally Alario to play. He was rotated out in the Champions League, but I, I think he's going to play. And Folland on the left wing isn't as fantasy threat as he is if he's playing as a lone striker. But still, I'd pick him over Rashica, though Folland is more expensive. So I think it's it's a close one between these guys. Yeah, you know what? I, I I mean, I don't know whether I'm jumping the gun on Amiri, but with his rotation risk as well and the fact that he actually had a quite a poor game against Frankfurt and then in the Champions League as well. Like, I'm just wondering whether... I'm looking at those three and thinking that I see a lot more attractive options at the same prices as these players compared to these three. But I almost... I think Rashid's is kind of in the same camp as Arit for me. I would maybe ride it out with him first. I'm surprised that I'm picking the Bremen player over you there, Flo. But hey, that's how that's how it goes sometimes. I'm such a professional, James. It's I know. Well, sometimes you've got to be a little contrarian, right, with your picks as well. How about Gunter and Sabitzer then, Flo? It's a clear Sabitzer for me. So not even close. Yeah, after that goal in midweek, I mean... Yeah, and Freiburg, after that game, they're playing at Bremen. So that's a, the next brutal matchup for Freiburg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A tough one. Although, in fairness, Gunter is now the highest scoring defender in the game. He overtook Kimmich on the weekend. So good for him on that front. Let's see how long it lasts. Yeah, with his five points, he had <laughs> yeah, I I think, five times the amount of Kimmich <laughs> points. He did. It's a, you're exactly right. Good maths. Good maths, flow. Okay, moving on. At Hafid FW has a couple of questions as well. He asks, is Veghorst the best option for this match day? Yeah, up front, I guess you have to say that not counting Bayern Munich players at home against Union Berlin, which could turn into a slaughter fest just because of the way that Bayern hasn't won two games straight. And I think that it can be a really, really dark afternoon for Union Berlin. So... Uh, I'd probably uh, Kimmich, Coutinho, Lewandowski, 
Nabri, if he plays, that would be a bit dicey for me. But yeah, apart from the Bayern players, I think Wolfsburg is in the best spot this weekend and Vechos is the best option in Wolfsburg. So yeah. Yeah, so we're recording while the Europa League's playing right now, but he does already have one goal to his name tonight. Hafid also asks, who's the best replacement for Kaizon? Yeah, I actually, I think that uh, I wouldn't necessarily replace Kaizon, uh, actually. I would wait if he's in the starting lineup on uh, a Friday evening. And if he is, if you don't have Terodde as well, because one more argument uh, to go with the uh, two defenders of the game, you have five defenders or where you can switch the stam and you only have three strikers. So if you have two strikers out of the Friday evening game, I, I think that's worse than having two defenders out of that game, just because you have a broad, broader options in defense and midfield. Um, but if he plays, I might, you brought Kaizen in for a reason and the reason was the matchup at Dusseldorf and at home against Cologne so I would I think I would stick with your plan still think Kaizen can work out if he's in the starting lineup and if you want a replacement uh, it's Lucas Salario for me it's about the same price tag so yeah you can switch yeah no I mean I, that was my reaction when I read the question as well because if he if he is in the starting lineup and again with the Toroda statement then I, I would be very tempted to stick with Robin Kaizon. He also is asking about Katterbach and he's asking whether he's still the best option. So I guess if we're kind of taking the example from Brinny Hoof, of the players that are at that price tag, so I'm talking Noah Katterbach and Christoph Lenz, yeah, he's, who, who's the best option? Well, well that's, that's a gimme. I mean, Lenz is playing at Munich. So that's why uh, he wasn't on my list at all for last weekend. Because the thing with these players, I mean, you've got Katerbach, James, uh, you know that. If you sell him, you get like 1.2 million back. You have to sell another big name probably to pick up two decent players. And that can put you in the hole. That was a problem. I couldn't buy Kimmich back uh, at the start of the season because I, I, I just didn't have the money. I wanted to get Lenzels. I couldn't really do it. And that's why I think Katerbach is fine. I actually think he has a shot of being a regular. Quite impressive game, although be it uh, against Paderborn. Still a good game. If he's in the starting lineup, which he should, then I think uh, uh, there's no reason to get rid of Katerbach because you don't get any value um, back for him. There's no player even close that price tag I can think of that can give you. I mean, he did pick up 10 points against Paderborn. That's for 1 million. That's awesome. Yeah, as I say, he basically, he saved my, my back line. He was my star defender by the end of it and saved my bacon a little bit. No, I was very happy with him. But yeah, you're right. It comes with an inherent risk of not being able to get any value out of him at some point. I mean, with Katerbach, there is also the risk with, uh, you know, Vestrada coming back that Hector could drop back to left back and then Katerbach rotates back out of the side. There is that risk with him. If that does happen, then my tactic would ultimately be to switch him from him to Lentz. I'm just hoping to hold on to Katerbach for one more week because as Flo says, uh, Union are facing Bayern, so not a great weekend for Lentz, but he, he may be a valuable option going forward, even if he's got bad fixtures purely because of his price. Okay, let's move on then. At Ignatius Brian L1 has three-part question. We're doing big ones this week and I don't mind it actually, it's quite fun. And the first part of his question is who will be the most consistent player of Liner or William? 
Yeah, I think that's really tough to say. I'd need a crystal ball for that. On this weekend, I clearly prefer William over Liner, though. So uh, that's how I would actually start. And if you're seeing like Liner or William, one of the two is running away with it, or the fixtures for William, they change quickly from being really good to being bad. That's why I think, I think from now to the winter break, I think Lina has a better shot of having more points, but that's like on a slim margin. I would, I, I personally probably would go with William and then look uh, where that leads me uh, in the future. I think both are good picks, but sometimes you can be a bit, you can get too cute if you're trying to look too much ahead. No, fair enough. Good points. His next part of the question is, is Sancho worth holding on to given Dortmund's lack of consistency? Depends on your squad. Like if everyone in your squad is perfect, I probably would sell Sancho. But it wouldn't give me headaches uh, to hold on to him because he played in the Champions League. He's forgiven what he did coming back uh, late from the English international team. And I think that's like... They won't talk about it anymore because, uh, I mean, he has something to prove now on the pitch. So that's that's definitely a narrative you, you could spin with Sancho. But I just think that the matchup at Schalke is not the best in the world. He's very expensive. So depending on how your squad looks, if you've got like three guys where you feel they won't give me anything, uh, I, I'd rather sell them than Sancho. But if that's not the case, he's definitely one. I would move for probably the next three games, like I said, for me, for Dortmund players. The game at Munich, which is on the 11th match day, uh, is the point after which I'm, I'm going to buy into Dortmund again. Yeah, I mean, I have to say for me, Sancho is on the chopping block. And I didn't think I'd say that. but I'd, And it's weird to say that just because he got suspended for one game and flows right, the punishment's done and dusted. Like, it's all, you know, it's all fine now. Providing, of course, he actually is punctual with his timing from now going forward at training and stuff like that. But he is on the chopping block for me. And I'll be honest, I still haven't decided what I'm going to do with him because I may stick by him and see what happens against Schalke or I may actually use him to free up some funds for other positions. But anyway, last part of his question from Ignatius Bryan is, Paderborn are the only team who have not got a win. Will they get it this time, Flo? I've, I've got a itchy feeling that they actually do. Oh, really? For what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, I have. Like, it's just, at some point, they have to get a win. Like, it's not going to happen that they stay winless uh, the whole season. And I think Dusseldorf might overrate their victory against a 10-man mind squad who isn't that good. And, like, there's not... This year, Dusseldorf, it's, it's a bit shaky in the background. You got the feeling it's not like the chemistry isn't what it used to be last season. That's why I think Paderborn actually has a shot. And I think Baumgart might change uh, things up a bit for the first time this season. Interesting. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see whether Flo's prediction comes true. Uh, we can talk about that next week, I'm sure. Okay, final question, or I should say set of questions for part one is from at Mirza Sahalic. The first part of his question is, can we work with Bebu or Hennings as cheaper options up front? Yeah, with, with Hennings, I think you can, actually. 9.6. I just think I would feel 
more comfortable with a player like Alario, who was only, I think, 700,000 more than Hennings. With Bebu, I think the return of Kramaric and he being like instantly in the starting lineup hurts Bebu a bit. And also he's 11.9 million. He would be a bit too high for my liking, actually. Although he had a um, good game last time out, he did score and did pick up 12 points. I, 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 I'm, I'm just not feeling it with Bibu because I think he's too close to other guys I'd rather have. No, I think that's a fair assessment of both players. Talking of high-priced players, let's talk about Torgan Hazard because Mirza asks, is this the time to bank on Hazard as a premium option? Mm. I heard a lot of Dortmund supporters today in the office saying that Hazard had an abysmal game at Mailand. So I wouldn't bank on him to start, actually, at Schalke. So who knows what's going to happen. Götze didn't play uh, in the Champions League. He wasn't back uh, to 100%. So no, uh, I don't think it's the right time to bank on Hazard. Yeah, I agree. I mean, very impressive last time out. Oh, oh, is he a midfielder? I always thought that Hazard is... No, he's a striker in the game. So that's what got me confused now in, in the question. Oh, in fairness, yeah. I, in fairness, I didn't check it. I just assumed he was a midfielder. I actually hadn't looked at him to know that he was a forward. I mean, that tells you... No, that tells he's you a forward. He costs you 16... 16.2 million not yeah then okay it's not the time to go yeah. to Hazard <laughs> no no absolutely not I mean it wasn't he wasn't I was going to say it wasn't the time to go to him even if he was a midfielder the fact that he's a striker yeah. and that's it genuinely the fact that I hadn't even looked at it shows you really where he is on my radar this season yes of course I mean it was a great performance against Gladbach but you cannot bank on that week in week out and I wouldn't I mean that's Vegas choice but that's that's almost like a suicidal Vegas choice potentially for your fancy team I, I, I think you could go there in a good matchup I think that's because uh, he's definitely a differential pick because he's not like he's not an out and out striker um, yeah, no I know that I think but guys where, where's who, the guarantee that I, he's going to start you know especially if Sancho no, is no, suspended every week no no guarantee no guarantee and, th- that and that's, what, and that's what I mean it's like the Vegas choice yeah. of all Vegas choices because yes okay if he does start great and it may pay off but I mean, he's going to be in and out of this side and there's no there's no guaranteeing that he'll then perform well when there's no consistency in his minutes. That's I mean, that's all I'm saying. So that's I just wouldn't I wouldn't go anywhere near Torgan Hazard, especially now that we know that he's a striker. Last part of Mirza's question, Flo. He wants an opinion on Freiburg defenders in their upcoming run of fixtures. I probably would look elsewhere. Although we've seen Günther basically perform and um, any circumstances so uh, it's not at the end of the world if if you uh, stick with him uh, it might actually pay off because we've seen Freiburg doing well against teams like Borussia Dortmund for instance so it's not out of the question that they get something out of the matches against Leipzig and then at Bremen and I, I actually have to check what's after that it's a home match against Frankfurt. So I personally would looking to sell my Freiburg players because I, I think the arrow for Freiburg as a whole is pointing down. They had by far, by, by far, by very wide margin, they had the easiest schedule so far. Some Hoffenheim supporter 
His name is on Twitter at Bimbushausen, if you guys want to look that up. He made a table which is quite genius, I think, with the points total of every opponent a team has faced. Freiburg's opponents so far uh, are combining for 52 points and Hoffenheim opponents, so Hoffenheim actually had the, the worst schedule of all teams, 101. Wow. So almost double the margin of, of Freiburg. Second easiest fixture, if you're going to that, is uh, actually is Wolfsburg with 61. Yeah, okay, I would, yeah. And so, I mean, just that shows you what's, that there's a lot ahead of, of, of good teams facing off against Freiburg. That's a, you're, you're right, that's a fascinating concept so. for, a, for a league table, actually. Yeah, so if you want to want to see that that table, I took quite an interest in it, and it's it's interesting that that Munich actually had like their opponents uh, have sixty uh, five points right now, Leipzig opponents ninety nine. So there's something to be said for Leipzig being a real challenger if you you're going for this. Although uh, of course it's, it can be deceiving. Teams' forms change all the time, and a team like Freiburg, for instance, would get your schedule uh, tougher. Although Freiburg isn't even during that time they lost at home against Cologne, for instance, they lost at uh, Union Berlin. So. It's not the, the, the worst uh, matchup, but still, that's definitely something I take into consideration that uh, Freiburg's run of fixtures isn't great. So I think they won't pick nearly uh, as many points up than uh, during the first part of the Hinrunde. I don't like to agree with you because I like Freiburg. I like I love them flying high. I love them being, you know, in the in the mix for Europe and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I do agree with you. I think they're going to tail off. And so I think their fantasy assets will as well. And I do think there are teams with much better runs of fixtures coming up. But uh, yeah, I, you know what? What was the name of the guy's Twitter who did the, the table again, Flo? At Bimbishausen. B-I-M-B-I-S-H-A- U-S-E-N. There you go. I was just trying to get you to spell it out, so thanks for doing that for me, Flo. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. No, I, I'm definitely going to look But that up. But uh, Tobias Escher, we tweeted it, and that that was how I really got onto that. Right, no, fascinating. I'm definitely going to go have a yeah. look at that because uh, I think it's worth doing. But okay, that will end part one. For now, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with a look at the fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball. Time for a rundown of the upcoming fixtures from match day nine. Starting with that Friday night game, we have talked about it already. In terms of team news, Fernandez is, of course, suspended for Mainz, while Latza is a doubt with a knee injury for Köln. Mere, Drexler and Verstrata are back in contention. Köln have lost just one of their last six Bundesliga meetings with Mainz. Two wins, three draws. Who are you putting your faith in on Friday night, Flo? Um, basically in, in everyone. I really, really like this game. I said before that I imagine it could be quite on the attacking side. Uh, and I think that's a real possibility how that game will shape out. And there are so many great budget options in that game. For Mainz, you've got Brzezinski, Aaron Martin might come back. He's 10.3 
with all the time he missed, so he all got cheaper. Kaizen, we already talked about him. It might uh, actually, Maxime might get a start, which is definitely a volatile uh, choice, but we know that sometimes he can pop up for, for big games. Definitely likes to shoot. Uh, is a good set piece taker and his price tag is 5.4 million. So I actually would think about him if he's in the starting lineup. And um, that's depending on Latza's health. And Fernandez, we talked about that, is already injured. And on the Cologne side, we got Ehiziboe. I couldn't get up to Hector last week. And I bought Ehiziboe because he's much uh, cheaper. Did work out fine. 14 points for him. He's a uh, 7 million price tag. Great choice. Katabach on the left side if he plays. Hector is still a great choice. And Schaub and Kainz are also both interesting. And of course, Terodda up front. So it really, I have four players out of this game at the moment. And I'm not looking to sell any of these yeah i mean i've got i've got three of them myself i was going to ask you actually who who is a di- i mean you mentioned a lot of players there but who is a differential player that you'd maybe like to see in the lineup kind of as a surprise that you'd then think oh he could be a great fantasy option for a one and done uh, i think it's maxime actually interesting okay yeah yeah and florian kainz yeah. um i would have gone with florian kainz if i knew that he would be in the starting lineup and because of the, the uh, certainty, I got Elias Giri. I like him very much as a real football player, and I think he's a decent, not great fantasy player. Hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a very fair assessment, actually, of Skiri. Right, okay, let's move on to the Saturday fixtures then, starting with the 3.30 kickoffs here in Germany. And we'll go with Bayern against Union first. In terms of team news, I think if you haven't heard it, then you've been living under a bit of a rock. But Bayern are in a bit of a centre-back crisis because Hernandez and Zula are both out now. As we've mentioned already, Gnabry is a bit of a doubt and they are unlikely to take a risk with him. And I think the same maybe goes for Javi Martinez. For Union, they're really is no reason for them to make any changes to the side that won last time out. Now, Bayern are winless in two Bundesliga matches, as Flo mentioned. They went three games without a win under Kovac twice last season. They 15 points after eight matches actually represents their worst start to a season in nine years. Now, you were very doom and gloom about it earlier, Flo, but Union did manage to pick up a result against Borussia Dortmund earlier this season. Is there... There's there's no hope? Yeah, but at home... Oh, you think that's yeah, the difference? Yeah, that was at home. I think that's a big difference. And like, Onion won two games so far this season, both at home. And I think they're just a different team when they're traveling. And I think Bayern has a point to prove. And unfortunately, I think they can. And that's why my player player pick, of course, is a Bayern player. But I'm going with Joshua Kimmich. Don't panic because of the one point he got at Augsburg. Is, I mean, that's that's even though he's going to be playing at right back because with the centre-back crisis, Pavar can't play there, so Kimmich is definitely going to be playing at right back. Yeah, now. and I like that more. Oh, you like that more, do playing you? Playing I like that more. Oh, I, yeah. I actually don't. Because he <laughs> has... I mean, he wins more challenges if he's playing in midfield, but he gets more crosses if he's playing as a right back. And... I mean, to be honest, if he's playing right back against Union Berlin, he's basically playing as a right winger. So I'm not, um, I I don't care that he's not a defensive midfielder anymore. 
Okay. No, I mean, that's that's reasonable. That's a reasonable assessment of it all. Okay. Hertha against Hoffenheim then. For Hertha, Stark is expected to return. Meanwhile, there's the debate as to whether Luca Bacchio or Dilrosen will start on the left wing. For Hoffenheim, there's talk about Baumgartner being a candidate to start. Now, only Robert Lewandowski, Kai Havertz and Wout Weghorst have scored more Bundesliga goals this calendar year than Hoffenheim's Kramaric. He's got 12 to his name in 2019. Who are you going for from this game though because you uh, you erred on the side of caution with Kramaric earlier yeah and I still am but just because I think that Hatta still isn't a team that is supportive of a great football match and Hoffenheim isn't either so I don't expect here no, that's being very polite yeah I, I just don't think there will be many shots on goal here on the other hand, it's tempting because next week Hoffenheim plays on a Friday evening against Paderborn. So next week I'm definitely really, really interested in bringing in on Hoffenheim. So maybe look at the next... And uh, Leipzig, for instance, has a real good fixture as well at home against Mainz. So maybe plan a bit ahead and you can definitely bring in a guy like Kramaric... I just, I'm, I'm not sure. I, w- I would go Vechost over Kramaric this week and then ditch Vechost next week and bring in Kramaric. Uh, that would, ba- would basically, I think, uh, a good move. If the rest of the, your squad has to be decent to, to pull off that strategy. If you have too many holes, too many players that are basically fill-ins for guys who are injured and might come back or guys who are suspended, then it's really dangerous, but... That would be my preferred strategy. And that's why my advice is to buy Vladimir Darida if you want the player out of this game. 7.6 million. He was very close to having a, a big game at, at Bremen. He basically was their best midfielder. I really like the outlook of him. Everything basically went through him. He's taking set pieces as well. Uh, I think he's a great budget choice. You can actually stick with because Berlin is playing next time. They're playing Union as a derby. So I think uh, you're set with him for the next two match days as well when you bring him in. So I like that. Yeah, no, I brought the reader in and I'm definitely going to be sticking with him. So I think he's a great player pick. The one thing I will say, because when you mentioned the table from Bimbershausen, it piqued my interest. You said Hoffenheim had 101 in terms of the, the opponents they had faced. And you mentioned they've got Paderborn on a Friday night next time after the Hertha game. After that, they've got Köln on a Friday night as well. And then after that, they're at home against Mainz, then at home against Dusseldorf, and then away to Augsburg. So Hoffenheim are looking like a very attractive prospect, actually, in the next yeah. six in the next six games. And... I wouldn't say you'd be making a bad choice if you tried to get ahead of the bandwagon and maybe thought about bringing in a Hoffenheim player this week. No, you're you're right. I think it's like sit down for five minutes and think about what are possible transfers you need to do for the next match day and then think about if it makes sense to basically bring in Kramaric. I would love Kramaric. Next week, I would love having Kadarabek. The only problem with Hoffenheim, there's not just there's no midfielder uh, who peaks, yeah, I know, who right? really piques my interest, and that's a bummer because you could load up on them otherwise. I, I just think there's no great midfield option 
No, I, I would agree with you. I think Kramaric, you know, he's almost guaranteed to start, if not guaranteed to start. So I think he's a great choice. And Kader Kader is also guaranteed to start. And we've seen him have good fantasy performances. It's not guaranteed even in, in his more advanced role, but you've just got better odds with him being out of position. So I think those two are definitely the most attractive options. But OK, let's move on because we'll talk about Hoffenheim, I'm sure, a lot next week with that game against Paderborn. Let's move on to Freiburg against Leipzig. Now, Schwolov is now out for Freiburg and Mark Flecken is expected to start this week, even though it was Thieler last week that actually stepped in off the bench. For Leipzig, there is still question over Marcel Haustenberg's fitness. Now, Leipzig scored 13 times in their first five matches of this season, averaging a goal every fifth shot on goal. They have only scored three in their last three games at a rate of one every 14th shot on goal. Not exactly the types of conversion rates that we want to hear as fantasy owners, but who would you pick from this game, Flo? Marcel Sabitzer. He's just so good. I mean, his development is amazing. If you haven't seen his goal in the Champions League, you have to check that out. That's the, the best, one of the best things you, you'll see the whole season, I guess. And not to forget that he did set up the first goal for Leipzig as well. Uh, I think he, he is so important for this squad that I don't think the risk of him being rotated out is really high because um, this is an important match for Leipzig they haven't won four games straight they need to win this I might actually be one game too high uh, I think it was four games with the Champions League included so I think three Bundesliga play uh, games they didn't win but still they need that they, they desperately need the points at Leipzig and that's why I'm convinced that he's going to play no I think you're right just quickly Timo Werner brought off at halftime in the Champions League Are you wor- would you be worried if you were an owner of Timo Werner? No, not really I mean have you seen what Matthias Cunha da- uh, did with his <laughs> well, chances <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he made an impact yeah he made an impact yeah he was reluctant to put that game to rest uh, <laughs> with scoring a second goal and he had ample opportunity to do so so I think uh, his stock has fallen uh, due to this game, the stock of Cunha. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. Okay, so for anyone that follows me, that, that you'll know that I'm the Leipzig reporter for UEFA, and it was interesting. Cunha was uh, having fun made of him by Kanate, Tyler Adams, and Ethan Ampadu after the game in the mix zone afterwards because they were all watching the highlights of the game and they showed Cunha's misses, and they were they seemed to be quite merciless in their ribbing of of Cunha after the game. But yeah, there you go. Okay, let's move on. Paderborn against Fortuna Düsseldorf now. For Paderborn, Collins is expected to return at left-back after illness. Fortuna, now Tommy is expected to replace Tekpatai. Meanwhile, Fink and Morales could both return. Now, Fortuna have scored at least once in each of their last 17 Bundesliga matches, taking into account last season, of course. That's the longest scoring run of any current Bundesliga side. 18 would actually equal a club record. And Ruben Hennings, who we mentioned earlier, has scored three goals in their last three games. Who are you going for from this game, Flo? One thing quick, Fink is out for that game. Um, that's what Funkel uh, said today. Morales uh, is back in the match squad. So no, I, I don't think many of you thought about bringing in Fink, but uh, now it's an even worse idea. Yep, thanks for that. I didn't catch up with Funkel's comments. <laughs> yeah, no, no need. That's that's why I'm here, James. And Nico Gieselmann would actually be my choice, although I think Hennings is intriguing as well. 
But that's the old story with him being a striker and just having three striker spots in your squad. I'm, I'm probably not going to invest in a guy like Hennings. But with Gieselmann, it's a different story. 8.3 million. He's really uh, catching on a left back with feel uh, a much at attacking uh, a f fever down the left uh, flank. Uh, and I think he's a, a good option for this game at Paderborn and then at home against Cologne. So I, I like to pick these players who are cheap, but also who have got the feeling they've got at least two good games in a row. And that's what Gieselmann has. Yeah, that's a strong strategy, it has to be said. Okay, let's talk about Schalke against Dortmund, the mother of all derbies, as they like to call it. Oh, it's uh, a Schalke... derby, it's the mother of all derbies. So. <laughs> I should have known I wouldn't necessarily get away with that too easily. Yeah, but with you go on, on, go on, okay. I'll let that slide. That's all right, that's all right. Um, okay, so for Schalke, McKinney and Serdar are both doubts. For Dortmund, there's no Paco, no party, literally right now. Royce was ill in midweek uh, and Sancho was suspended last time in the Bundesliga. Both are expected to return. Now for Schalke, Arit is their top scorer with four goals, but he has one goal and one assist in two Revier Derby games. We talked about him earlier. The other player worth mentioning here is Royce. He's only scored once in eight Revier Derby meetings to date and he's yet to find the back of the net in seven trips to Schalke. That's for Dortmund and for Gladbach, of course. Who do you go for from this game? Flow. I'm going with Sancho here because I, I like guys who know how to party and uh, that's that's why uh, I can't resist Sancho. Well, I, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm not really keen to pick any player uh, out of this game, actually. Because like I said, for me, it's a lot of uncertainty and if I don't have to invest here, I won't. Yeah, I think that's probably not a bad way to go about it when it's a game like this. It's just too tricky. So if you can avoid it, I would as well. Okay, let's move on to the Saturday evening game then. Leverkusen against Bremen. Now, Sven Bender is a question mark in terms of his fitness. Uh, Alario, as Flo mentioned earlier, is expected to return. For Bremen, top rack may be ready. Uh, is that a fair assessment? I mean, yeah, I Kofeld's been praising him, but there's still doubts, right? Yes, I actually think he will play. Kofeld said that, I mean, next week is the cup, that it's not that likely that he's going to play three games in a week after coming back from injury. But I ex personally expect him to be benched against Heidenheim in the cup. But maybe he isn't really 100% and his thinking is, I can like give him a run out Uh, against Heidenheim at home and then he's ready uh, for the next match against Freiburg. So I, I think it's the situation is a bit in, up in the air but like no real fantasy asset is influenced by uh, the question if Toprak starts or not. No, that's fair enough. I don't think people are going to be jumping at the bit to bring Toprak into their teams this weekend. Well, they definitely shouldn't. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's definitely a way of going about it. Okay, let's just talk about Leverkusen quickly. How concerned are you by their form? <laughs> not at all, because they're facing Bremen. <laughs> so I'm actually quite happy. If then, like, if they have this Bosch slump that for some reason seems to come in the Bundesliga after some time, but to be fair to them, they could have won the game at Frankfurt quite easily if, if like, they had converted better and Rano hadn't had such a great day for Frankfurt. And I think that's part of the story as well. And 
that's why I actually think that Leverkusen will probably win this game because Bremen has also trouble finding the back of the net. They should have won the game against Berlin, didn't, couldn't do it because they didn't score that second goal. And of course, they got penalized with an outstanding effort from Luca Bacchio. I mean, of course, uh, Leverkusen not getting the results might lead into them having worse games, but uh, I wouldn't panic quite yet. Okay, um, it's just an interesting one because they had a lot of shots against Frankfurt, as you mentioned, so there were points on offer. Uh, did you go for Alario in the end? No, uh, I actually went for Rashica. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I had the money. And you're going to stick by him? Probably not. Probably I'm going Vechost uh, for uh, Rashica. Okay. I had the money to move up from Alario to Rashica. That money wouldn't have bought me uh, Hector instead of Ehiziboe. And so I thought, okay, I, basically the two are the same for me. Uh, Alario at Frankfurt, Rashica at home against Berlin. Then why not pick the player you would be actually really happy if he has a good game? So sometimes... These are soft factors uh, that I consider. <laughs> They're so, soft factors. You let your emotions get involved, Flo. What are no, you doing? It was sought out. It was sought out. Yeah. Uh, but at the end, I went with Rashica just because I like him much more than Alario. That's it. I don't think there's anything wrong with going with your heart over your head sometimes. But you're right. There was head involved as well with the choice. So that's fine. Now, I mean, I brought in Amiri. He was the only Leverkusen player I fancied last week. And I have to say, the only thing that's keeping him off the chopping block for me this week is the fact that he does actually have a standalone fixture and is expected to start. So... Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough one for me. And he's a great fantasy choice. I'll talk about that later on. Okay, well, all right, we'll get, we'll get to that later then with Flo. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday fixtures for now. Wolfsburg against Augsburg. Of course, Wolfsburg in Europa League action. Now, they're the only side that are still unbeaten in the Bundesliga this season and actually picked up their biggest ever Bundesliga win, that 8-1 victory that included a Wout Weghorst hat-trick, if you remember from, was it the final day of last season or the penultimate day? It was the final day, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, and if Augsburg had gotten a point, Brim would have played in Europe, <laughs> so so. Said, it's still lingering it's still lingering it was very close very, very close. close it could have happened it definitely could have happened well I think it's fair to say they probably give them a better run for their money this time I mean Wolfsburg do actually have the best defence in the Bundesliga with five goals conceded but as Flo mentioned their fixture list has been favourable is this the last time then Flo that you would call upon Wolfsburg assets given their upcoming fixtures yeah I'm, I'm probably not loving Wolfsburg that much that I would stick by them even through tough times yeah yeah uh, that's why i would actually limit my exposure to wolfsburg players to vechost and maybe brekalo and that's it probably for me although i like william as well but uh, i just think if you have three wolfsburg players playing at dortmund next week that might actually be all right we don't know but what i know is that i love many players more than all the Wolfsburg players next week and um, yeah that's my reasoning okay no, I mean that's reasonable let's move on to the final game then Gladbach against Frankfurt again both of them are in Europa League action tonight now Gladbach have scored seven goals in the last two Bundesliga home games as many actually as the previous ten combined now Frankfurt meanwhile have scored in each of their last nine away games so I guess goals are to be expected in this game who would you put your faith in on Sunday evening Flo? 
Yeah, no one really. I mean, I love the Friday game, but it's the second time in a row that I don't like the last game of the match day. Last week it was Hoffenheim-Schalke. This week it's Gladbach-Frankfurt. I think it's a close game that could turn either way. Both teams are in action on Thursday, so it's not like you have certainty with one team that they won't rotate. It can happen to both teams, and that's like... I. I'll actually have to check what I'm going to do, but probably I won't have a single player in that match. But if you have to, I mean, but my worry with the Costa would be that Gladbach is able to score a lot on Frankfurt. So Philip Kostic, he's just a beast. You definitely can rely on Kostic because even in bad games, he seems to pick up at least seven to eight points. First thing, Kostic would actually the way to go. Paciencia, I mean, his in, uh, development is really, really good. And if we get the message that either Silva or Dost are out for the game, if you need a striker out of this game, Paciencia would be my choice. And I actually wouldn't pick any Gladbach player because the most interesting one for me is player and he is questionable highly questionable for that game apart from him I'm, I'm just not 100% who I would like to to pick actually I'd like I mean Gladbach are just one of those teams that I almost feel like I'm in limbo with them I, I want to be tempted by them, but there's no one really that's grabbing me. I'm looking at Lars Stindl and wondering when he comes back into the team and maybe if he comes into that number 10 role, whether he could be a huge differential moving forward. But that's just a big unknown yeah, right but now. There's, there's breaking news on that. Lars Stindl scored for Gladbach in the Europa League. Oh, well, I like the, I like the sound they, of this already. They get a 1-1 draw uh, at Schrom. That's actually yeah, a actually. very good result. The game is over, but it was a penalty. Oh, so, right. oh, yeah. okay. Take that All for right. what it's worth. But Stindl is a Stindl is a striker in the game. Eleven point three million. Yeah, just think, think about like think about him last season. Flow. He was he was what like a four, he started at fourteen million. I want to say, and he he rose to like sixteen yeah. something million. He was one of the most consistent performers when he did play. And I'm just wondering whether yeah. he could be a differential when when he comes back fully. He could. So. Yeah. yeah, but no, you're right. I, I I don't like the look of this as the final fixture either. I would much rather invest in Wolfsburg players yeah. as a one and done this weekend yeah. to get into the Sunday fixtures for flexibility. Even even Bremen players. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With with Rashica, you have a player who will get at least I think like two shots on goal and ten one duels is is almost a given with him so you have a nice floor with with Rashica I I don't think most of these guys provide out of Gladbach and Frankfurt maybe Paciencia because Frankfurt has so many crosses and Paciencia finds himself uh, on the end of them uh, quite a lot and it's not always dangerous but doesn't matter because it counts as a shot on goal so if the schedule will lighten up for Frankfurt, I actually think Paciencia is a real intriguing choice. Only thing is they play uh, Munich next week. So I personally will stay clear of Frankfurt. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay, let's talk about some player picks then to round out the show, starting with the Vegas choice. Who are you going for, Flo? It's my all-time favorite, Lucas Alario, 10.3. I think he did show at Frankfurt that he's the best real striker in the Leverkusen squad. 
which is, if you think about it, not saying much because he's the only uh, striker of that, like a typical box striker, typical poacher uh, kind. But still, I'm, I'm very confident that he's going to play, but not 100%. That's why he's my Vegas choice for 10.3 million. No, I actually, I mean, I think this weekend with the flexibility of that Saturday evening game, I don't mind him. And yes, it could have been a lot better against Frankfurt, let's be honest. My Vegas choice is Eric Tommy of Dusseldorf. Now, I'm not quite as high on Paderborn's chances of getting their first win. I actually do think Dusseldorf will come away with this. Now, he's the Vegas choice because it's not guaranteed that he will start. But if he does, I think set pieces could prove to be a vital component of Dusseldorf being successful against Paderborn. And when it comes to set pieces, Tommy is definitely the go-to man when he is on the pitch. So I think he could actually be worth the gamble. Admittedly, it's a long shot. Flo likes to say that sometimes I think wait, like I think so far outside the box. No, I, I like Tommy. Oh, you actually, um, oh, you don't think it's one of my yeah. super outside the box ones? No, no. Oh, if, right. I, I, I like him. I'm just not 100% like uh, he's dueling with Tech Patai, uh, who's going to start. And that's maybe if I want to go Düsseldorf, I would throw in Karaman for 6.5 million because he's also a midfielder in the game. No, true. How about your super Schnäppchen though? It's Florian Kainz because the uncertainty that kept me away from him last week is now away because they're playing on a Friday evening. He's a set piece taker, uh, all set pieces. Basically, it doesn't matter which side Kainz does take them. Cologne has like good headers uh, of the ball and uh, 6.1 million is a very good price tag and he also likes to shoot as well. Uh, I think he's a great choice especially since it's a Friday evening game and he can give you literally nothing and being substituted after 50 minutes but also a 15 to 20 points game is possible from Florian Kainz. Yeah, no, he's been someone I've been keeping an eye on since the start of the season. He hasn't done enough to convince me to bring him in just yet. Now, my Super Schnepfen is definitely a one done, I think, and it really does come from the fact that Marcel Hausenberg, it, still there's a big question mark next to his name when it comes to his fitness. And I think if he isn't fit, which I believe is likely... I think that Marcelo Sarracci, who's 5.5 million in the game, has a very good chance of starting. Mukiela and Klosterman both put in big shifts in midweek in the Champions League. I can see Nagelsmann wanting to rest with at least one of them potentially. So I think Sarracci could actually start with Hausenberg out. And he is a player that does like to get forward from left back. Uh, and we know, you know, Leipzig do have a game against Freiburg as well, which is a favourable fixture. Let's talk about the banker, though, flow to round out the show. Who are you going for? Well, at least I think we know who you're going for, actually. You teased it earlier. Yeah, I'm going with Nadim Amiri. I mean, there are probably a few question marks over the hats of uh, you listeners out there. Uh, I'm touting Amiri again after him just picking up three points. But he started four games in the Bundesliga so far. That were the last four games. He did pick up 41 points in these games. And that's was basically a dud. Of less last week with just uh, I think three points he got. He's still the player who's on average most involved in shots per ninety minutes over the last five games. So that's definitely a stat I'm looking at. And I mean Brim's back line. Uh, who are we kidding? They're still leaky. Still, still a leaky back line. Uh, I expect a big 
bounce back of Amiri. The only risk you mention it, maybe he gets rotated out. I just don't think so with so many injuries. Bailey is injured and they they got a lot of other players who are not 100%, especially on uh, the back line, to be, to be fair. But Demir Bay has to play as a holding midfielder, so he's no... A direct opponent for Miri. I expect him to start and I unfortunately expect him to do well. <laughs> I'm, I am genuinely very surprised the fact that you've picked two Leverkusen players in your player picks. Uh, I, I didn't think I'd ever see that from you, Flo. It just shows how impartial you are. No, I, I mean, I, I see Bremen every week and <laughs> oh, it's no. just like... <sighs> don't, be, don't be so pessimistic. Now, the def- yeah, but the defending is so bad at times. I, I, I think that can be the big difference. I mean, they, they if they got the ball, they actually play decent, Bremen, that is. But they're just not capitalizing on their chances and that's that's killing them. They expect, like, if Bundesliga were played from expected goals, uh, I think they would look uh, pretty in the table. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. You can always find one stat, right, that you're heading. But, <laughs> okay, anyway, my banker this weekend is actually Wout Weghorst. He has been Mr. Consistent for Wolfsburg. He's had a hand in a goal in seven of his eight games this season, which is just an incredible statistic, really, when you consider it. I mean, Lewandowski's doing Lewandowski bits, but Weghorst, I mean, very impressive. He's 15.1 million in the game. And as Flo mentioned, he does give you that outlet if you want to then switch to Kramaric the weekend after but I think this weekend yeah Weghorst and his flexibility on Sunday are certainly very valuable assets but okay that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter give us a like on Facebook and if you haven't yet join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now from me your host James Thurgood Flow and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew Auf Wiederhören Auf Wiederhören